Hmm. Wow. Does November the 14th mean anything to anybody, by the way? Ah. I, <laughs> I wonder why God said, invite you tonight, Carrie. Um, <laughs> I didn't expect that one. Um, okay, so... Um, uh, hmm. Um, I'm just listening to God. It's all right. We're having a little conversation, a little bit of me and God time while I'm standing here. So, um, okay. Um, do you feel free to say why November the 14th is important to you or, or would you rather not? I mean, it's entirely up to you. Sorry? It's your birthday. Okay, so that's safe. All right, so it's fine. So it's, it's safe. It's your birthday. All right, so... Um, hmm. Sha. Okay, so um, six days ago, I was asking God about tonight, and um, he said to me that we were, um, as we were doing a tag team preach, um, that there wouldn't be a subject, all right. Um, uh, Natasha's seen me do this before in Hexham, all right. So um, to put a bit of background, it, we were in Hexham, and, and we arrived for this meeting, and Natasha was was driving because didn't I, I sprained my ankle or something and um, so Natasha said what's the plan I said well the lady with a brown coat whose name begins with no a blue coat with brown hair whose name begins with M she will have the message for tonight the one word um, and Natasha said so what happens what's plan B I said I don't have a plan B <laughs> so and actually there was in fact there were three ladies Four, three or four whose name began with M, and I said, no, there's too many. Um, so I said, so there's got <laughs> to be a blue coat and brown hair, and there was a lady at the back with, with blue coat and brown hair. And she gave the word, and we'd never preached on it before, and we did a tag team preach, didn't we? And it was amazing. So, um, so Carrie, you are the one. All right. Um, so, um, so God gave me six days ago, November the 14th, and he said the... the um, the person, and also, um, I've got to be honest, I said, okay, God, say if there's too many, it's not like there was, my faith was that there were going to be more than one person that November the 14th meant something to, and nobody else put up their hand, and now you think, oh, I want to be me, right, um, so I said to God, so what happens if there's too many, and he said, well, w one thing that would filter them is if, if, um, um, a red, if you drive a red car or you want a sporty car, a red sporty car, you know, so, I mean, I don't know, if, did you ever want a red sporty car? Have you got a red sporty car? See, it wouldn't have done anything, you see, so, so I'm glad there was one of you, because that was wrong. Um, so, good, so November, November the 14th, all right, so you have about two minutes, all right, so, um, um, what God is saying through November the 14th is that, um, so, um, well, number one, you're entering transition at the minute, all right? You know that, I know. Well, I don't know that, but it's, it's, it's all around you. Transition is all around you. So um, uh, 14th of November, 11, November is the 11th month. 11 is often connected to the prophetic, but also uh, linking 10 and 12. So 12, 10 is, is, is order and, 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 you know, like the Ten Commandments, everything else. And 12 is to do with um, apostolic and authority. And 11 is often transition from that state to, uh, get to walk into greater authority. And the fact that you're nodding suggests that that's true and you're in a state of transition. But there's a grace upon you to, to walk in that. 
and uh, the whole November the, the 14th is all about grace because there are various multiples of five, wi and five is the, m is the number of grace, one plus four, 14th of November is five, 11 plus 14 is 25, multiple of five is, is grace, and that's 25, <laughs> shaker. Um, so, so, you know, I could go on, but whoa, and 11 plus 14, uh, 11 plus 4, because you've got four is 15, which is a multiple of 5. So there's basically a lot of grace on you to walk through this transition, all right? And if you write down 14th of November, which is 1411, um, you have this transition is going to increase your boundaries, all right, which is the 4, because it's four corners of the earth um, um, and it's in the Bible it talks about, you know, come north and blow, south and blow, blow my garden, shed the fragrance abroad. So you've got an increase in influence that, that actually, um, you've probably got an increase in influence already, but it's, but it's actually going to increase dramatically. And it's going to be um, nestled within the triune God, which is one in three, three in one, which is why you've got one, four, one, one, because one, one, and one refers to God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so actually it will all be and reflect Father, Son, Holy Spirit, this increase in influence, all right? So it's in a safe place. It's nestled within that. It's not out with that. So I hope that helps um, you. So that was good, isn't it? Right, so, so Carrie, yeah, Carrie, come up here because you're going to have to say something anyway because you're going to have to give us the subject that we're going to preach on tonight. <laughs> all right, so um, <laughs> did you want to respond? That's just an, uh, an amazing, awesome word. Um, uh, but when, when Mark was sort of talking about tag team and thinking about the word, I thought to myself, oh, he's going to ask me. He's going to ask me for the, the words that he's going to preach about. And so it came straight into my head before he even started speaking. Yeah. Multiplication and division. That was amazing considering you were doing all the adding up and whatever oh with yeah. the numbers, you see. So that was amazing. And you got that before I started doing yes. the numbers? Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That is so amazing. Yeah. Carrie, thank you. Woo! All righty. Well, that's good, isn't it? Ha. Huh. So I wrote that down six day days ago and only read it this afternoon because I thought, God, you spoke to me about tonight, didn't you? So what did I write? So that was amazing, isn't it? And, um, and I was actually quite insistent that you would come tonight from Seoul, wasn't I? Because you don't, you, this is your first evening service at the Bay ever? Regular? I mean, not the Sol, but... Yeah. Okay. So I saw you on Speaks of Life. So we're, we're you know, so, so really there's been a lot of activity here. And we're living at the, the outflow of Speaks of Life, Sunday night, um, uh, Friday night, and then the early hours, um, 1.30, I think, in Heavenly Encounters. Um, Saturday morning we finished, and so there's a lot of deposits, lots of Holy Spirit deposits. Remnant. The, this morning sounds amazing. I'm sorry I missed it. That, so there's mo you know, there's a bat on there. There was a kind of overflow there, and actually we're just in the, you know. So it just shows you that it's all part of team, isn't it? It's all part of team. So we're living in the the overflow of that tonight. And I said to you, which I don't normally do, Carrie, you need to come Sunday night. And it you know, uh, why would I do that? Why would I say that? Because you, I thought you, which you do, live in County Durham. Yes. So why would I say that? I didn't know you lived around. Anyway, but God did. And then six days ago, he gave me November the 14th. You can't write that. So that's good, isn't it? So there we go. All right, team. Multiplication, division. We're going to, that's the word for tonight. 
and we're going to preach on that with no preparation whatsoever, which I love. So who, so shall I start? Would you like to start? Shall I start? Natasha, would you like to start? You would like to start. So basically the way tag team works is the fact that here is that um, you have an unction, all right? Prophetic unction to say something and then you say it and then when the unction goes, you stop and you pass the microphone to the person that actually you know it should pass to. And so me, Ola and Natasha are going to demonstrate it. We've never worked together before, but we've done lots of treasure hunting. All is <laughs> from, from so I know, I know. So, so we've done stuff together, which is great. When Ola was like nine, is that right? Seven, seven, the best treasure hunter ever. Okay, here we go. Um, so when you talked about multiplication, I was reminded of the parable of the talents. And uh, uh, a quick recap of that is, if you don't know it, I'm, sh I'm sure you do, but... Um, uh, there's a Jesus tells a parable and he there are three different people and they're given different amounts of money so one's given ten one's given five one's given one and um, the person with ten when the when Jesus comes back or the um, the, ma the master comes back he um, he has doubled it he's got twenty the person with five has doubled it he's got ten and both of them go into the kingdom and they they say he says you'll have even more because you stewarded you stewarded what you had well. But the one who only had one said, I knew you were a harsh taskmaster, um, so, I, um, so I hid my one in the ground until you came back and here it is. And, and in a way, you know, he, ga he gave him back what he'd been given. So you think, well, that's not too bad. It doesn't, you know, he's not lost it. He, he didn't steal it. Um, but, but Jesus says, you know, what, even what you have will be taken away from you. And, and uh, the, the principle in the Bible of stewardship is one of increase. So, so um, the w when we're called, to we're all called to steward um, the things that God has given us. We all have gifts. We all have money. We all have um, we all have many different things. And actually, the principle of stewardship of looking after those things well always looks like increase because because of and it tells us who we think of about what we think he is like. Yeah, because the the person who said no, I, um, I'm just going to hide the one said actually um, he said actually the um, you know, I know it's because you're harsh. Yeah, and his, his view of God was, you're a harsh taskmaster, so I won't even try. I won't even try. I'll just bury everything that's in me. I'll bury um, what I have, and, uh, and I won't. Um, I'll just give him what he gave me. Um, but Jesus, the, the, the evidence of a heart that believes in his goodness, that believes that he's a good father, is that what is in us is multiplied. Um, and so, and what does that look like? Well, it means that other what is the gift that is in you is passed on to other people. That's what discipleship is, isn't it? That we replicate ourselves, um, and that that we're worth replicating because we're we're stewarding the the purity and the gift that He's put within us. And you know, maybe even there's an amazing verse where it's a couple of times where it talks about Jesus and that He grew in favor and stature with men and with God. And what does that mean? Because He's perfect, right? He's how can he possibly grow in favor and stature with, 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 with men and God? But maybe that points partly to this, this principle, that actually what Jesus, ha he limited himself when he stepped outside. Someone, Nick, preached on this. He stepped, or, or Alan, he preached, he, he stepped outside of, of limitless resource, out of, of a place where there's, out, a place outside of time and space, 
And he stepped into a limited space, in, into the limitations of time and the limitations of space and the limitations of being a tiny baby who's completely dependent. And, uh, but with every stage, with everything that he had, there was increase. And so he grew in favor with God and men. So he, he didn't grow in favor because he was lacking, but he grew in, in favor because, because that which he had, it was added to him as he was faithful to, the, to his father whom he loved and whom he knew always and never doubted that he was good. Wow. Well, I mean, uh, I don't think I can follow that. <laughs> so, so all of please do kick me or wave at me, all right? Because I've got one. I've got two things, but I'm going to say one thing, all right? And then I'm going to stop probably. Um, Shay. So, what God was talking to me about um, multiplication was in Genesis. Um, um, wow, um, Genesis 11 and 12. All right. So. Um, Genesis 12, 1 and 2, it's a very famous verse. That the Lord had said to Abraham, leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. All right? Now, that is a word for us all. Yeah? I will make you into a great nation. This is just one man. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, I will, and whoever curses uh, you I will curse, and all people on earth will be blessed through you. And we know that through one man there became multitudes. And through Ye, and, um, and through the promise that God gave to Abraham, it came to us through Jesus. Yeah, we know that. It says that in, in Galatians. And um, so there there's a multiplication. There through one man um, there was obedience, and through that became multiplication. And, um, but actually there are many reasons why we might not leave our country, we might not just get up, we might not just get out of our seats and actually go to the land that God is showing us to go to. And higher up in, in, um, in Genesis 11, it talks about Terah, all right? So Terah had three sons. Ha. Hmm. And he was the father of Abram, which is Abraham, Nahor, and Haran, right? Remember that? Yeah? So, and then while his father Terah was still alive, Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans. Yeah, remember Haran died? So then God said, get up and go. And so uh, Terah left. They set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to, when they came to a place called Haran, which is actually spelt the same name as the name of the son that died, they settled there. And they lived 205 years, and, and actually Terah died in Haran. So Terah never got to Canaan, even though that was his promise. How many of us have actually heard the word of God and come to a place of death and disappointment, and we've stayed there? We've got a promise, the promised land, the promise of multiplication ahead of us. But have we been like terror and got to Haran, a place of loss, a place of disappointment, and we've stayed there? And we've made that place of disappointment familiar to us and forgotten about the promised land that is before us, the one of Canaan. I preached some months ago about, about stepping into desolate inheritances. Shay. 
In other words, inheritances that were given to someone else that we can step into and take on. That's what happened in Genesis 12. Because that after Terah died, the God said to Abram, go and fulfill the promise that I gave to Terah. Yeah? And then as he set out, the very moment he set out, he put his foot forward. You get this amazing promise of Genesis 12, 1 and 2, which is incredible. And you read it and you think, do it with me, God. But actually, Abraham just took a foot forward and actually he stepped into it immediately. Even though he hadn't got there, the reality had been actually dispatched from heaven. So he was walking it even before he actually got to Canaan. It was in him. It was already birthed in him. Hmm. So as I'm saying that, I'm saying, God, what are the places, if there's any places of losses, if any places of disappointment, is there anything else where I've actually allowed myself to stop and park and actually not go on to the land that God is call me calling me to, to the promises that he's calling me to, God, just uh, help me to take that step forward. And if there are anything that I in, in generations that actually have been promised to your generations that you know are on your promises of God on your generations which have not been fulfilled, James, yeah, yeah, step into them because that is a desolate inheritance. That is an inheritance that hasn't happened yet. Only happened, it only hasn't happened because somebody's not walked there. You can walk there, I can walk there, you can walk there. Thank you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> um, so one of my favorite aspects of God is um, the one who provides because um, he's actually not a God of lack. Um, we, my family, went to Bethel a while ago and um, something happened that we ended up with basically no money um, and it was in that that I realized that actually my God isn't a God of lack and he actually he doesn't want anyone to have nothing um, and it was to the point that um, he was he was not <laughs> giving us money to pay rent in time but he was giving us money to get ice lollies on the weekend um, like people would buy us ice lollies and it was it was that thing that he was multiplying the things that we we wanted and the things that would bless us and he wasn't he wasn't concentrating on what we thought we really needed he wasn't concentrating on something that we were like oh we need to pay rent um he he was like yeah i've got that but actually what i'm going to multiply is the things that bless you and the things that um are extra um um, Heidi, um, Heidi Baker is one of my heroes and I was at a um, meeting thing that she was doing and she told a story um, about she um, was doing a Christmas thing I think for all of the kids that she um, kind of adopted um, and she had thousands and thousands of presents but all of the kids that came um, they took a present and actually by the end no presents actually were left um, and the story was that presents found under the tables and presents found in the food baskets and just presents coming from all random places um, and actually when I think about multiplication and division I don't think about God providing what I think I need it's actually God providing what 
he knows that I need and what is what is a blessing to the desires of my heart and that's what that's what God knows and that's what he he says when you spend time with him he he will fulfill the desires of your heart and so um that's yeah um that's what he con- that's what he concentrates on multiplying when he looks at you he doesn't see someone who lacks um because he can see the bank account that you have in heaven and it's not lacking at all and it's not something that's a communal thing it's not something that oh um natasha got there before me and now she's taken everything and i don't have anything left (laughs) 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 it's actually it's actually individual and it's actually he has an abundance for you and it's not it's not things that maybe he has everything that you need and everything that you think you need but he actually has an abundance of things that you might not not know what you need. Um. Okay. I said to all, uh, only pass the microphone who who you know you should pass it to. Isn't that great? I don't. You know, you were getting into it. I didn't want to stop you. It's amazing. Mine's really brief. That was great. Ha. Huh. So we all know, yay, we all know, um, I really like that. That was so good. (laughs) Wow. I was getting drunk while you were um, speaking that. That was good. Wow. Ah. Come on, Mark. Get it together. Okay, so we all know Isaiah 61. Yeah, the spirit, of the, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness, instead of mourning a garment of praise, instead of a spirit of despair. Yeah, we know that and we want all of that. We don't want part of it. We want the whole enchilada. All right. I know enchilada isn't mentioned in the Bible, but we know what that means. We want the whole enchilada. <coughs> so what does that have to do with multiplication or division? Well, actually, um, we know that when the Bible was written, there's n- there were very we didn't have the they didn't put in the little titles which says in my Bible Isaiah 61, the year of the Lord's favor break. You know. Yeah, we know it, it just continued on. So I remember Duncan Smith, who's actually in this country at the minute, because our son met him in Sheffield yesterday, the, today at the well. And I remember talking to Duncan in Toronto, and he just highlighted the vis- this verse to me. It's always stayed with me. And the preceding verse before Isaiah 61, verse 1, is Isaiah 60, verse 22. And it says... Alright, so this is continuous with Isaiah 61. The least of you will become a thousand. The smallest, a mighty nation. We're getting this? That's multiplication. I am the Lord. In its time, I will do this swiftly. And then it says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. So when you read Isaiah 61, please read Isaiah 60 verse 22, because you might be thinking, well, I don't feel 
many. In fact, I feel less than one. In fact, I don't feel, I feel least. The least of you will become a thousand. I don't feel very big, God. I don't feel, you know, I'm looking around and I'm thinking I'm not like this person or this person. I feel pretty small. The smallest, a mighty nation. And I, I think, God, it's going to take ages to do this. And how are you going to do this? In its time, I will do it swiftly. So offer your least. Offer the smallest. And God will take it. And he will cause things to work swiftly because he's waiting for you to offer what you have. And then we walk into the Isaiah 61 and it just flows as it does flow in the Bible. So offer what you have and walk in the promises of Isaiah 61. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. If you're following Mark's numbers, then you could say that 61 is six is the number of man. So when we offer what, what we have as just as net, you know, we can't achieve anything in and of ourselves. But when we offer what I have and it's joined by the one, the God, our God, then he, 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 he is able to restore all things. And I, lo- and I, love, I love Isaiah 61. Um, um, it, because I, it's, really, it's really personal for me. Um, and I was reading it today as well, earlier today. And um, uh, in, a, in a time when I was feeling uh, really down and um, w- had was, was processing a lot of grief and, and had, um, was going through some depression and anxiety and things like that. Um, and, and Jesus is just so amazing. That, you know, that was the promise that he gave me, that he's the restorer of broken hearts. Um, and I, and I, so I just, I just, <laughs> he is just the most amazing. He is just the most amazing. And 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 oh, <laughs> how could you not worship him? Because he's just the most amazing. Um, uh, the the uh, yeah. So I mean, I've just I was that that year was so foundational for me that he um, he wa- even when I, I had s- there was so much pain, actually I felt like I couldn't even feel him sometimes because I was just surrounded by pain or just surrounded by darkness, but he would speak to me, um, and he, it w- he was in the process. But then there was a day, there was a point, when there was a suddenly, in this time I will do it swiftly. And, and at that point, um, I was in a meeting, and s- there was Professor Art going on, so you know, all the stuff of Professor Art, it's, it's, pow- it's not just some pictures, it's powerful, it creates something that can break, some that b- can break chains. And um, so someone painted uh, that f- p- breaking of chains, and I... And and someone else declared out of their mouth that the Lord is healing depression. And as I was on my knees, I saw the fiery eyes of Jesus come into mine. And all the anxiety and the constant thoughts that just kept one after another that I couldn't possibly. I used to think about that verse, you know, take every thought captive. And I was like, Jesus, that is impossible because my thoughts are about three on top of each other. And it's just a night. It's just horrible. But that his fiery eyes came into mine and all of that left in a moment, in a suddenly moment. And I was never the same. And I thought, goodness, is it, is it gonna really going to stay? And I went back home and I was like on the tube and it, I, was f- I was clear. And I went back home to my house and I was clear and I could speak. And my voice was liberated to praise him, was liberated to talk to him. Um, and so that is the God of the suddenly and the, the God of the process and the God of the suddenly. So we, we, just, um, we just praise you, God, that that is who you are. But again, I just feel like that whole, ver- you know, th- that's an amazing testimony that, 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 uh, that is in me. I can't, you know, it's, it's who I am. 
Um, and many of you have amazing testimonies of things that God has done in, in, in times past. But the, I feel like the Lord is saying, but, but now is the time for the restoration of all things. And now is the time for dominion. And I feel like, you know, that, that is, it's amazing what he did. It's amazing. We celebrate him. And, and that's where we know him in our hearts because he's, he's bound us together with himself. That even as, you know, he healed my broken heart with, with himself. So it's melded together with his. And so many of you, you know that. You know, you know that, that healing process of God. But there is, there is so much more. And I feel there was this amazing testimony that a lady gave on, at Seoul. And she talked about the restoration within her family. And how uh, as a word was spoken of prophecy, that, um, that there, were, there was restoration of relationships. And I just feel like the Lord is calling us again to rise up. That's the start of Isaiah 60 is arise and shine. To rise up as one to a mate to... to to ha- have dominion on the earth and to start once again to have to carry the hope which is the opposite of that loss and that and that despondency and that that disappointment and to carry hope um, for our to stir that up in us for our families and for our workplaces and and for the places where we where our feet are positioned because actually it's not just for us and it wasn't just for then it is for now and and so just like that person had that picture of those stairs and of that little bit of effort, I just I just feel like the Lord is saying the, lo- the Lord is saying if you, you know where you've got disappointment, as you let that go, will you hold on to hope? And the other verse that I read this morning was from Zef- uh, Zephaniah, and it talks about return to your prisoners to r- return to your. Let me just read it. <laughs> Actually, while Natasha's finding this in the Bible, um, some of you may have to physically, I mean, you may, uh, don't worry, because like, I'll be doing it also, is you might have to be pulling this down. You might have to be pulling this down. It's like heaven on earth, and you think, well, actually, what good is that going to do to me? Well, actually, it's a prophetic act. And actually, you know, you're thinking, actually, what Natasha's talking about and what all has been talking about, actually, I want to pull this down. So if it helps you, start to pull it down. Don't wait until the end for the ministry or for whatever it is. Just start pulling it down right now. Start pulling it down. If it helps you, I'm going to pull it down right now. I'm going to pull it down, those promises, and I'm actually going to start placing them in my heart. I'm going to place them in my place of work, or if I'm going to place them where I go every day, I just place it. I just pull it down right now because it's about changing communities. It's about changing the spiritual atmosphere around us. As all I was talking about, it's actually walking in the promises of God. So thank you, Jesus. You found it in Sasha. You haven't found it yet. <laughs> oh, have you got something to say? No, no, because I, I have something to say, but I think I'd rather to hear your voice. You've got something to say. Yes, yes, well done, yes. Come on. Okay, here we go. Well, Natasha's finding Zephaniah.
Um, I think the multiplication bit of God is um, to do with um, dreaming because I, me and mom have been, um, like dreams is a big thing for us and we used to, when, even when I was really little, we used to dream about going to Bethel on holiday um, and oh, maybe we could spend a week and all um, and really getting really excited about it and then we ended up um, not only was that fulfilled, but we actually ended up living at Bethel, and mom was doing BSSM, I was at BCS, and we got to do it with a family that we love, um, and it lasted, <laughs> it lasted a really long time, and it was the best thing that's happened to me, um, and I think, my point, what's my point? I think <laughs> my point is um, that dreaming big that was such a massive dream for us, but the fulfillment was multiplied that. <laughs> it was the, the biggest dream that we could dream. We couldn't, we couldn't dream living at Bethel because it was something that wasn't plausible. It was something that we couldn't, we couldn't financially do. We couldn't, um, it was difficult to do physically because moving a family to America is a difficult thing to do. <laughs> um, but that dream, not only was it fulfilled, but it was multiplied and it was um, it was made into something that was it was what God it was what God had planned the whole time, but he was still he was like, "Dream, I want you to dream with me um, and still and when we did that, that enabled the dream to be um, brought into something massive. Um, <laughs> I can keep rambling, but. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, so Paul found it for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> it says, um, return to your fortress, you prisoners of hope. So, so that's where we belong because we're returning. So we return to our fortress, you prisoners of hope. Even now, I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. And that's, it's the same, as, same promise in Isaiah 61 where he's, he says, I hate the thief, I hate the one who steals, and I will restore to you in double that which has been taken from you. So that, that is the, our position. Um, and I just, um, uh, like building on what, what Ola was saying, the, it talks about in, in um, Hebrews 11 about how faith is, is having, being uh, sure of what we cannot see and, have, and certain of what we hope for. So, so the so we cannot have faith without without hoping, and and hope is comes from our desires. That's where it comes from. So whenever so Jesus, um, and I was really struck by again in the, I think it was when Nick was talking before, just just how um, when she was talking about the passage about Mary and how Mary comes to Jesus. That actually all the miracles in the Bible, they're a dialogue. It could just be about Jesus. It could just be about Jesus doing these amazing things, which because he's capable of it, he's powerful. But actually, it's always about connection, and so it always talks about the other person. So, so Jesus often asks questions like, "What do you want? What do you want?" Like, and it's really obvious. You think, well, he's a blind man; like, he wants to see. But actually, he's he's interested in connection more than he is the manifestation of the miracle, he's interested in intimacy. That's what he came most of all to restore, 
is, is the connection and the intimacy. So actually, when, when he, that's, I just feel like that's what he's coming to you and saying is, is what do you want? What do you want? I just, I, I feel like actually, actually as, as, you, as you let go of those, those past disappointments, and that's, that's, that's that drawing on heaven. He's saying, what do you want? What do you want? And, he's, and, he, and as, as the, those things are being drawn out of your heart, then, then it's forming a connection with the Father, with, with Jesus, who's able to, to give us immeasurably more than we could ever ask, imagine, or think. Um, and it's from that place that faith is birthed. Okay, so in the interest of time, I think we've, because um, um, well, I know we're supposed to finish at eight, but I usually eke it out to a quarter past sometimes, um, and I think it's coming up. So um, Fiona had this picture tonight of, of a banquet, of a buffet, and actually what God's done tonight is that she's given us a buffet, and, um, you know, through all the different people that have taught, because actually you think, yeah, I, I, that's me, that's me. You know, and for, s for, you know, when somebody's been talking, when I've been talking, it might be that you say, actually, that's not me. But then when Natasha says, yeah, that's me, and the other way around. And that's the way it is. That's the way it is. It's like God throwing out a Frisbee, saying, this has got your name written on it. So grab it. Um, and just going back to Carrie, just because thank you for having a birthday on November the 14th. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. And thanks. And thank you for coming tonight. I didn't, I didn't, I was so pleased when I saw you. Not that I don't, I'm pleased to see you, but I don't know why I was so pleased. Because if you hadn't have turned up, we would have not, we'd have had a cake early. So thank you for giving us the topic. And, and just coming back to you about grace is that when we think about uh, Zephaniah 3.17, there are five elements of that. And the Lord God is with you, that's number one. He's mighty to save, number two. He will um, quiet you with his love. He will take great delight in you, that's number four, and he'll rejoice over you with singing. So so that's there's a fivefold with a grace upon that verse, all right, for you. Um, so in summary, you have heard, because we've not heard about, um, we've talked a little bit about, we've talked a lot about multiplication, not a lot about division, but actually what God's done is he's shown that different parts of the body can work as one. And so, um, and in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, verse 25, it says, and it talks about the body. God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it. So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, Every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. So it's saying there is no division in the body of Christ because we celebrate the differences that we have. You've heard three differences, three different ways of approaching, three different people, three different personalities, but actually moving as one body. And, and then it goes on, and in the church, God's appointed first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, works of miracles, gifts of healing, those who help others, those with gifts of administration, those speaking different kinds of tongues, and are all apostles, all teachers, it goes on to that. And it talks about gifts. Mililani was given the word tonight about being given gifts. So as we move as one, 
we move into those giftings. We move into the ministry, into the, the, the occupation of that space of those giftings. And, and it's not like one gets it all and nobody gets nothing. We all get something and we all work together as one body because there is no division in the body of Christ. And actually, but there is multiplication. So, Lord God, we just thank you for this time. We just thank you, Father God, for, um, for what the buffet you've given us tonight, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for the different voices, the different scriptures, the different aspects, the different facets of the beauty that you are and the work that you do in us. And Lord God, we just, we, um, Lord God, we just take uh, what was spoken to us tonight. And Lord God, there are things that have hit home. And Lord God, we just ask that you would not allow those things that you've spoken to us about. I'm saying yes to you, God. What you have spoken to me tonight, do not keep me to that. Keep me to that. You've hooked me with something tonight, God. And one of some of the things that have been said, you've hooked me with that, Father God. And I and Lord God, just winch me in. Reel me in on that. Reel me in on that as you are the forerunner. So wheel me in on that tonight, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And um, we're just going to have a time of, uh, of ministry um, and everything else. And if there's anything that all has said or I've said, Natasha said, do please approach us and just, you know, um, we'll get someone else to minister with us as well. But just to kind of just say, yeah, that spoke to me. That's my Frisbee. That's my Frisbee. You know, and God will will we'll actually, um, as it were, give us a leg up on that because Alice had a word about salmon and salmon go up ladders to get to a place to become, to, to spawn and be fruitful, to multiply, yeah? And so God wants us to kind of be, to lift us up, to lift us up to the next level, to lift us up. So we actually, as we become fruitful and multiply, we can lead others in that and see our areas transformed. And this land transformed. Kingdom of heaven come. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much. Thank you, worship band. Thank you, sound people. Thank you. Thank you, God.